This episode is brought to you by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's why you might want to check out State Farm Small Business Insurance. Why? Because State Farm agents are small business owners too, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Wow, that guy means business. Just an amazing player. No, not him, the sports photographer behind him. Uh, what? He has a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where he earns 5% annual percentage yield, so he's scoring big on and off the field. You might even say he's the MVB. MVB? Be? The most valuable business. Making your money work harder. That's how you business differently. Intuit QuickBooks. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes are in APY. APY can change at any time. Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher. And I am nauseous. You're going <laughs> to the New York Times I, to do a podcast. I, That's I, literally I write like. for the New York Times. This is just an extension of our, our, oh our relationship. That's like MSNBC ate Bernie Sanders and then threw up and created this monster <laughs> called the New York Times podcast with Kara Listen Swisher. To me. This is just It's, it's going to be lit, let me just say. What's it called? What's it it's called? It's called I Love Scott Galloway and Other Stories of yeah, My Life. Yeah. yeah. No. It's, yeah. What's it the has name no of the name. Movie? It has no name. It has no name yet. Really? It is unnamed. Remember how we named so you know Pivot? What we are? How did we name Pivot? How did we come up with the name for Pivot? You came up with the name. I didn't I like did. it. I wanted to I wanted to call it um Stable Genius. Oh yeah, that was stupid. And you said no. Yeah. Because um, it was stupid, but go ahead. Uh there's that. Yeah. And then oh wait, so wait, back to us. Back. So did you ever see the movie Broadway Danny Rose with Woody Allen. A long time ago. I don't, I don't try. Woody Allen gives me the creeps. So, no. I, well, I think he gives everyone the creeps right. now. Yeah. But anyways, back back when he was just that a quirky I didn't, genius. I, I saw, but I don't remember. Um, yeah, before he was sleeping with a stepdaughter mm-hmm. or whatever it was. So anyways, uh, it's about an agent, this kind of tier two agent mm-hmm. who represents this lounge singer who hits a big. And the moment the lounge singer hits a big, he drops his agent. Mm-hmm. You and I are, 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 have decided to use Vox as Woody Allen. And then the moment we get a little a scotia of fame, just a scotia of fame, you go to the New York <laughs> no. Times, which I totally no. get. I go to I go to Vice because ad-supported linear TV is coming and back. Bartender! Netflix bartender. didn't call back. Let's make that a that's T-shirt. Right. Netflix that's, that's, didn't call it, Why Vice? Guess what? Netflix didn't call us back. Guess what? I'm if we do you. a TV show, now Netflix will call back because Kara Swisher... I don't know. Sandy. TV show? Have you seen us? We're look at us right so now. Good. This is not I, TV. I got rained on today, so I look we, like a wet dog. But we look like the only TV we're going to get is we look like the opening uh, scene of um, Law and Order when they show the dead people. Oh, dun, you and dun. I look like good victims. Yeah, and then no, Gary Orbach standing over us speaking. My Woody friends Allen have been movies. calling me and saying they saw the piece. Yeah. I'm, by the way, I'm doing a show called No Mercy and Mouse on Vice, and they're like, I don't even know where to watch Vice. And I'm like, <laughs> Neither do linear, I. Linear. Linear ad-supported TV. It's coming back. Bartender, get me my horse. <laughs> a, a white guy. Get me yelling. my horse. What was a white guy ranting? It's just that's what you said, right? It's just what. Oh my god, it's hilarious. Listen, ad-supported me. television. Listen, Here, it's making a comeback, Carol. Here's our relationship. You are naughty mm. and like, you mm. know, vicey, and I class up the joint, and it works mm-hmm. well. That is what's happening here, and I'm trying oh. to further class up joint. By the way, we're still doing Pivot with uh, Vox Media at New York Magazine, which we love. And I got to tell you, yeah. I, 
Pivot is a is a big is has money legs, not just your beautiful legs, but many legs. And then uh, and then I'm money doing, legs or many legs. Many lots many of legs. Le- it has legs. Oh, it has legs. legs. I'm trying I to like use a Broadway term, or whatever. Okay. Uh, and then secondly, I'm still doing the code conference uh, when we have to. We're moving it around and deciding on different things. And you and I are going to do events. So just relax. Yeah. Everything yeah, we are, okay. we are we are tethered together on this ship, and wherever it goes, down up Hawaii, we're together. So don't worry about it. I I, I get it. Um. So um. But I am. Uh, I'm honestly, just dating the New York Times on the side. You didn't ask me. You right. didn't ask me to ask this. But what's going to be different about your podcast at the New York Times other than Michelle Obama will come speak to you at the New York Times? Uh, what, that's what, one what of the things. What is different about it? That's one of the things. I, I'm going to really. I've been expanding uh, Rico Decode. It's been mostly focused on tech, and I really am yeah. very interested in the ideas around power. Who has it? What it means? How power is changing? Some uh, putting uh, a, a lot of attention on power in different forms and not just the traditional forms like the big giant evil tech companies kind of idea. Yeah. Um, but the, what is power and what should it be and how should it change? You know, I think at post coronavirus, we're all going to be rethinking lots of everything about our lives. And I so I, I think power is always used in this way that I think is not so. So I want to bring to light a lot more a wide ranging things that I don't do in a tech podcast. I, I, you know, I have been doing regulators and politicians and some entertainment people, but I really want to dip heavy into cultural stuff, into ideas, mm-hmm. academics, um, going directions that, uh, that, that is a little bit more, but power would be the thing I would say is, is what I'm, what is power? Thank you. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm going to do. By the way, at the New York Times, there are a bunch of perverts and freaks. You know that, right? <laughs> no, there are some God. dirty little minxes oh over at the God, MIT. Oh, my God, Scott. That's why, you, oh that's why they will never oh let me God. bring you in the building. I know you've oh been there God. before and got tossed out summarily. I but did. Here's did. The I did get tossed. You got that's tossed. That's the right word, tossed. Right. Um, By the way, I love, you know what I love about Vox? What? They didn't take any, they didn't apply for PPP. They Unlike didn't. those bitches over at Axios. They gave it back. They gave it back. Because they were shamed into shamed. it. We're going to find out that about 30,000 or if not 3 million organizations who instead of dipping into the wealthy investors' pockets, instead yeah. of forcing their millionaire owners to actually to actually buck up and right. turn and maintain, our, you know, we need a nation of soldiers, not little bitch companies. Uh, okay. We're going to find out that <laughs> PPP- Call them little bitch PPP, companies. I'm serious. PPP is made off- times a thousand. Mm-hmm. This is going to be one of the biggest scandals well, as we the whole start thing. to uncover. There's so much money. There are pri- How can there, there not are private be? schools. There are private schools in Santa Monica taking PPP yeah. that have the wealthiest parents in, in the world. There are uh, it is striking the yeah. level of graft we're going to see. Yeah, I have a friend. It's graft in plain sight. It's different. It's not fraud. It's just sort of like. But it's like anything give, else. A crisis is a terrible thing to waste I to a know, certain extent. You have to admire the ever. Trump administration. It's like, I know. Let's take the future generations of every of every person right now and borrow money against them to get the current rich richer. Yeah. And, and flatten the curve of the decline of wealth yeah. of wealthy this people. Is this thing, is all we do. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I like your whole I like when you go into this mode. But listen, before we're going to get started on other things, but just the the, the message we want to give because a lot of people on Twitter were confused that pivot isn't going anywhere. Pivot is staying. It is getting bigger. We're working on all kinds of stuff. But and I most should so be your last guest. Uh, no. I should so gonna, be allowed. I mean, actually, let's really you know gonna, burn the yes. bridges. Let's actually, burn the bridges of Recode. Done. done <laughs> Salt in the ground done behind and you. Done. Sorry, Salt Eric Anderson, but that's you. happening. Okay. All right. Listen. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Vote Go for ahead. Pivot 
for the Webby Award for Best Business Podcast. Voting is open until May 7th. We are and in the league. We're talking a lot about Pivot. Well, we I'm should probably saying, give the people listen, some, I know that, but I'm just saying, we want to win because we're super insecure and we need more awards. That's really the situation. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let us start on stories. Um, I will get yeah. eventually to Elon Musk saying, free America now. How about imprison Elon? <laughs> I'm starting it. I'm starting it. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Incarcerate Elon. that guy off, let me just say. All right. Oh, yeah. He's let's, scary, right? Let's talk about our favorite supervillain, Mark Zuckerberg's call. Let's move supervillains over. Um, um, yeah. Wednesday night, despite yeah. declines in ad revenue in March, Facebook beat expectations, bringing in $17.7 billion in revenue in the first quarter. That's up from $15.1 billion a year. That's impressive. On the yeah. earnings call, Facebook said usage is up due to the lockdowns around the globe. Messaging has arisen about 50%. Sheryl Sandberg and Mark Zuckerberg positioned small business uh, front and center at the call and the importance of Facebook and their economic recovery and encourage them to build digital presences and storefronts on Facebook and Instagram. Zuckerberg also talked about the importance of their geo-investment in India and converting bricks and mortar uh, to e-commerce capabilities on WhatsApp. Uh, talked a lot about WhatsApp and the, mon- the untapped monetization. Um, and the, the company isn't providing any revenue guidance for Q2. It was, you know, all of the stocks of tech companies are up. Uh, I was just uh, I was just looking at all the stocks. They, they, they dipped, of course, except for Amazon, but they all dipped, and now they're headed back way up. Um, any surprises about these earnings? What do you think uh, about this? What, what do you think about what's happening? All the surprises are just incredible. There's now, th- I mean, think about this. There's 3 billion people mm-hmm. using one of their, or all of, uh, one or more of their apps. Right. So there has never been a religion, an economic construct, a nation, a flag that has ever been as, as uh, big and as powerful as Facebook. There are more people that have a relationship with Facebook than Jesus, Allah, communism, capitalism, whatever it is. It's bigger than any continent at this point. So, and their ability to find new ways to uh, monetize is is striking. And in addition that there's this notion of, I'm trying to understand more about time. So time is based on the notion that there was this little dot and then it exploded and all time, supposedly before that, there was no time, which is hard to imagine. Yep that basically time is a function of motion now, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the, the moon rotates around us every 24 hours, Ooh. we rotate around the sun every th- 365 but it's, days, but it's linked to progress. I, I like Stephen Hawking, Scott, but go ahead, keep going. Oh, this is such a Joey right. Bag of Donuts version of Stephen Hawking. Okay, all right, go ahead. Um, anyways, but this notion of time as it relates to progress and motion, and I think that during periods of crisis, for some people, time stands still. And for some people, it accelerates in terms of their progress. And while every media company in the world, with the exception of Facebook and Google, is trying to figure out how many people they furlough, how they do chapter 11 again, if you're a radio company, Facebook is accelerating time around progress. Everyone else is trying to stop time. Everyone else is trying to say, okay, we don't want time to come forward because every day we're losing money. So we're trying to delay time. We're trying to push off the inevitable. Whereas Whereas Facebook is doing deals in India to monetize uh, WhatsApp, mm-hmm. they they are absolutely playing offense. And think about think about if you're a marketer and you want to do print or TV, you can't do print or TV right now. Where do you go to do a print ad right now? Where do you go to shoot a television commercial right now? Where do you if you're at WPP or any of these firms, all you're doing is talking about triage, like how do we save how the do patient? we fix things right? Yeah, how do we, and then whereas Facebook, if you wanna, if all of a sudden you're making face masks and selling hand gel, 
well, how do I market it? I go on Facebook or Google and I can have ads running in 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. So it's just, uh, we're, we're in the, what I would call until about a week ago, we were even just 48 hours ago, what this earnings season marks is it marks a transition from the pandemic portion of the crisis that was crisis to consolidation. And that is now these companies are starting to consolidate their markets. They're mm -hmm. going in, they're going for the jugular. You're going to see them swoop in and hire the best people from old media companies. You're going to see them play offense. You're going to see them do deals. You're going to see them uh, establish new relationships from the holdouts that were still spending money on other, you know, on Yelp or, or wherever mm -hmm. it was, uh, and then you or on BuzzFeed, and you're going to see the percentage of digital marketing dollars from Facebook and Google go from 61 or 62 yeah. cents to 72. And as the wind, the wind is going to return into even bigger sales. Uh, and they have Google money. They've got. They can get talent. They can do everything. This is, you know, it, it'll be interesting. What what I think is the most interesting part of this is the competition between these giants you know, as they move into each other's businesses, you know, mm -hmm. Facebook and Amazon and e-commerce and entertainment, um, you know, they're all, of course, making Zoom copies, which is, that's the other danger. Now, luckily, yeah, they're getting 100%. bad reviews. The Google one is doing one. Facebook is doing one. It's Have you tried the Facebook one? Have you heard anything about it? I no, I haven't. It. I just, it's, uh, what I've seen, none of them are getting good reviews. The Google one particularly is getting slammed. And, it, you know, it, they weren't hmm. doing it for the longest time, and then now they're doing it. It's just, it, they're like a big, they're waving a red flag in the face of regulators. Like, now that Zoom has I got agree. this, we're going to grab it. Um, it shows like, oh, like, they, they sort of, like, giants that suddenly, oh, look over here. Here's one piece of a piece of gold I haven't picked up. I need to pick it's that one up, too. 100%. It's Microsoft bundling Internet yeah. Explorer. Yep. for free as opposed and what is what is facebook doing they're like well we don't have a better product i know let's offer it for free and take advantage of our incumbents yeah. and our monopoly power yeah they, they have some issues around dial in they don't let anyway you know it's not free free ain't free at any of these services and that, they would be i would stick with zoom in a second the question is will zoom get bought or you know at the price mm -hmm. it won't of course because not at this price. price but you know they 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 literally can go anywhere they want now and the question is you know if you go to each of them you know facebook and google will accelerate in advertising and move into commerce uh amazon will accelerate in in cloud so will microsoft just the acceleration rate for these companies is so massive and the the idea that they're going to be regulated is has diminished considerably even though there's some noise out of uh but you know look at this this ftc thing we talked about mm -hmm. um you know it just is they, they, there's not a lot in their way the highway is clear for them and everybody else is sort of have has broken legs essentially um and can't really they can't even they don't have cars they don't got, have anything and everyone will be struggling and these companies will will rush into the breach whether it's retail advertising so cloud. what do we do now that we have the power shifting to the New York Times and Kara Swisher? What do we do? We start to say nice things about Facebook. No, uh, we we start to discuss this, what power is, and really give backbone to people who are regulating these companies and who are uh, that 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 they're and citizens. The idea that citizens do have some ability. There there is the governed and the governors, and they are not elected governors. And mm -hmm. you know whatever you think of any of these people, they were elected, like whatever side you're mm -hmm. on, they were elected. And you can talk about like difficult elections or voter fraud, but on the whole, this is an elected, these are elected officials and therefore yeah. um, they, they deserve to have the power. And so the question is, will they be, you know, when you, when you combine um, this financial might, the might they have with mm -hmm. the power over data, with the power over technology, with the power over talent, it's just, uh, it's mind-blowing what they 
could do coming out of this. I mean, I know they are doing. They they are doing, and they they will do it. It just accelerates existing trends, but it truly accelerates them because it gets it sweeps stuff out of their way. So um, the other ones that are coming are Apple and uh, I think Amazon today is Amazon. Amazon's today. today, Yeah. yeah. What do you expect from them? Well, I'm already skipping. Well, I already kind of I'll make another prediction, but I skipped to my prediction. I think Amazon becomes the second most valuable company today. I think that their earnings. I mean, look at the business they're in. We we didn't. Okay, obviously e-commerce. Create, we know that's going to be crazy up. It's just a matter of how much crazy up. AWS is probably going to see a, yeah. a surge in activity. The thing that people don't talk about, what's the fastest growing media company over a billion dollars in the world right now? It's Amazon, Amazon Media Group. Yeah, Amazon. So Amazon Media Group is yeah. now, is soon probably going to be one of the five biggest media companies in the world. I'm not yeah. talking about Amazon Prime Video. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Amazon Media Group, where you buy ads such that once you have Huggies in your basket, yeah. uh, uh, P&G can advertise Pampers and say, no, look over here. And it becomes impossible. The, the in-store shopper marketing, if you will, yeah. is a bigger business than advertising. And Amazon's about to make it a bigger business than almost every digital media company, with the exception of Facebook and Google. So it just doesn't, it, it, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's cloud, whether uh, there are more more households have a relationship with Prime yeah. and go to church or have a pet or decorate a Christmas tree. It, so it, biggest cable company, biggest, fastest growing media company, fastest yep. growing cloud company, fastest growing e-commerce company, fastest growing or most competent back-end fulfillment logistics company in the world. So look, tonight, post earnings, and it's always dangerous to make these calls, Amazon becomes the second most valuable company in the world, and it's March being the most valuable company in the world within the next year, if not the next 90 days. But you could see Amazon add the value of Boeing uh, at 4.01 p.m. today. The, yeah. I think the earnings and the, I think the earnings, it's going to be almost scary to listen well, to the earnings call tonight. of scary, let me read you yeah. a quote of that. I, that this is part of a column that's about yeah. to go up in the Times. But in the time this after this crisis is over, I can say that I fear them more because they will be more unfettered than ever with much less pushback on them from regulators and politicians that had been building decent momentum before coronavirus. Instead, it has accelerated their speed and tightened their grip on our lives. And this kind of consolidation of power combined with a stronghold on data, automation, robotics, artificial intelligence, media, advertising, entertainment, retail, and even autonomous tech is daunting. It's daunting. Well, look, I I I think a pre, I think Biden, mm-hmm. uh, his VP, especially if it was Elizabeth Warren, Warren I think one of them. That's the get, only thing that'll do it. Warren is VP. I, I think Warren's Warren's the only one that's knowledgeable enough and can even speak speak uh, articulate enough to it and isn't afraid of these guys. Yeah. Everyone else is afraid. Warren. Uh, Warren. So, but I think it's almost uh, a, a presidential platform to say that the best way to ensure we don't step towards tyranny, the best way to restore income inequality, the best way to bust out of this dangerous cycle of the gross idolatry of innovators, the best way to ensure the stock market continues to go up and that our innovators and true yeah. engine of growth small business is, is oxygenated would be would be a, a breakup. We are tripling the budgets, the DOJ. I, I know I sound like they're one not going to do it. Harrier. They're not going to do it in the middle of I'm an more economic hopeful. crisis. I'm, more I'm not, hopeful. I think they're not going to do it. I don't think Biden has the has the set to do it. Anyway, mm. in any case, we're going to take a quick break. Um, And when we get back, uh, we're going to talk about things that aren't doing so well, Uber and how they're faring these days. Spoiler alert, not well, as you know, and a listener mail question. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You've heard it before. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
but it's more than just a tagline. Because State Farm agents are small business owners themselves who live and work in your community. And if you're in the market for small business insurance, who better to work with than an agent who understands what it takes? State Farm agents can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. Talk to your local State Farm agent today about small business insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wow, that guy means business. Just an amazing player. No, not him, the sports photographer behind him. Uh, what? He has a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where he earns 5% annual percentage yield, so he's scoring big on and off the field. You might even say he's the MVB. MVB? The most valuable business. Making your money work harder. That's how you business differently. Intuit QuickBooks. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes are an APY. APY can change at any time. Welcome back, Scott. It's Kara Swisher, who works for everybody. Uber is reportedly on the brink of laying <laughs> you off. You are so easy. Seriously, <laughs> what is the definition? I mean, you are, I mean, you Scott, are literally like, I like next? myself. I don't know. I'm not going to apologize for literally. that. Other not than gonna, Fox, who don't you work oh, for? Oh, I'm not working for Fox. And that is a no comment on that situation. You, because you already work for them. I don't. I did. You already I, worked for News Corp. I did. I worked for yeah, Rupert yeah. Murdoch. I spent a lot yeah. of time with him, incredibly. It was interesting. It's kind of fun to be a little bit dirty, isn't it? I go on Fox no, every once in a while. I, would, I, I like was it. not happy with I that like period it. of my life. Anyway, yeah. Uber is reportedly on the brink of laying off 20% of their employees as the company's CTO steps down. He's a really interesting person, that CTO, by the way. The information yeah. was the first outlet to report that the company is planning tiered layoffs that result in letting go of 5,400 employees. Wow. Uh, separately, uh, Tuan Pham, uh, who is really interesting, he's the chief technology officer, is stepping down the company announced this week. Uber's CEO, Dara Khosrowshahi, said that its bookings in most major cities was down by as much as 70%. But the company has seen recent gains with Uber Eats, obviously, even as Lyft has tried to launch a food delivery service, which you really can't do in the middle of a pandemic. But will this be enough to keep Uber afloat through the pandemic downturn? Scott, what do you think of Rideshare? I haven't been in an Uber for months, for months, I guess, or two months, almost a month and a half. This is the first year Uber and Lyft were publicly listed companies. So, yeah, right. Well, look, what right handling, it's ground zero for, you know, this is the good news is they can variableize down their cost structure. I, I think a lot of people are looking at ride hailing and saying, okay, is this. Is, should this be a static, ubiquitous part of our society? Should <laughs> should 30-year-olds who make a good living but not a great living be taking Suburbans to the airport? Mm-hmm. Should they be, should there be kind of a swarm of people turning on their phone because they don't have minimum wage protection at their job, much less this job? There's a lot of flexibility there, gig work works, but should we be putting them in, in this construct that is effectively a payday loan where they just borrow against the value of their car in the form of deferred maintenance? Have we set up the ultimate Hunger Games where the people at headquarters split the value of Ford and General Motors until the stock decline? Now it's just the value of Fiat Chrysler. I think Uber survives. Lyft goes away or gets acquired. Maybe Uber consolidates them. But mm-hmm. Uber is going to as it should be, it'll survive. It's a great global brand, great execution. Uber Eats has now got new mm-hmm. life because of what's going They'll on. They'll get some money. They'll get money. Like but Airbnb. It'll be, like Airbnb. It'll, it'll, it'll just be a shitty stock to own, and they're going to be a fraction of their former selves. And people are going to rethink in a new world with consumer confidence way down, should 28-year-olds be taken off the subway 
and put in cars roaming around. It's just They're not- They're going to stay not, in Uber. I think the trend is, is useful. I find Uber useful. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't use it as much as I, when I used to. I used it more in San Francisco than here because it's they have better public transportation and I like happen to like it. But I do think, and there's now scooters and other choices, yep. some of which are owned by, uh, by Uber. Um, and some of the bikes, which are really helpful. I'm going to be trying out a couple of electric bikes uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, I think it's not, you're right. It's going to be a smaller version of what it was. And the Uber Eats, you know, Amazon has been in this food delivery business. The others have been eating around the edges, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people like Uber Eats, but I've been using Caviar. I've been using Grubhub and stuff like that. I like that. Caviar too. Yeah, yeah, it has the best restaurants, I have to say. It has really good restaurants on it. I think it's sort of the fancy version, uh, you know, uh, for some yeah, people. They do a nice job. Well, they do. They do. They're great. Their app is great. Um, but I, I suspect the issues around all these things is the amount they take from these restaurants, which is, you know, I think is really daunting for a lot of restaurant owners. Um, but I, I do think you're right. Smaller, it'll be, um, I don't know, maybe it won't even be public anymore. I mean, sometimes, you know, if it's sort of in this sort of shitty zone of stocks, what, what does that do? Um, yeah, but still a take private on Uber would be huge. And typically yeah. companies get taken private when they're profitable and they want to layer on debt to finance the acquisition of yeah. them going private. It'd be hard, be hard to imagine somebody yeah, fair. financing the take private of Uber, given well, that even at this stock price, I'm thinking of one person diminished. who would take advantage of this. Is it Silverlake? Son. Because he he is in all of them. He's I always used to think he was going to consolidate all of them globally in order to finally yeah. make money. Um, but you, can you see the Saudis in him coming in here? And like they they have pieces of Didi. They've got pieces of Ola, I think. He's got pieces oh. of all of them. And so uh, I'm not sure about Lyft. Maybe he's even in Lyft. But I, I just think a global uh, ride-sharing business with delivery attached to it and other Things but seems, why? What what economies of scale do you have other than brand out of rolling brand. up Didi and Grab and brand. all those? Brand, brand. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think right now, I would bet Masa. There's probably logistics and computing above them all. I you think know? Masa and Piff right now are probably they've had their eyebrows singed so badly. Oh, he's going right back in. I think oh, you, you don't think? know him. Yeah. I think he's like Double what down. can I? Yeah. You know, you saw the Saudis buying a piece of Live Nation. They're going to, this is yeah, like, it, yeah, people with money point. are going to leap in here and get, I mean, if you had bought into Facebook or Apple or Amazon about a month ago, you'd have done rather well, especially Amazon, because yep. they all yep. dipped like crazy. And then- Well, Amazon's up 30% this year. Year yeah. to date, it's up I mean, 30%. so you, I was, you would have done rather well. And I think a lot of people with cash, like the Saudis are going to just jump right in there. Um, but so, so Lyft, what do you think Lyft will be gone? Just gone. Just gone. Lyft doesn't have the brand. I mean, it has all the uh, all of the calories and none of the great taste of Uber. Mm -hmm. It's you know, ride hailing is a menace to society. It's bad for the environment. It it absolutely um, accelerates income inequality. Uh, it takes people off of transportation and and reduces the need to make the requisite investments in long term thinking around infrastructure and investing. But it does. It doesn't have the global brand. Yeah, it doesn't it's only in have, the US, right? Yeah, and some. Other yeah, it doesn't have the scale. Even. It doesn't have Uber Eats. It doesn't have Uber Freight. So I think Lyft is it most. Why likely, would Uber buy them? Why would Uber buy them? Oh, just for just for scale and to get rid of a competitor. You know, you just overnight just you're the only game die. in town. Well, that's that's what's interesting here. Is this consolidation or is this Cosmo and Urban Fetch? Mm -hmm. 
right? Where it just becomes such a bad business and it starts a downward spiral. But to your point, there's still a lot of wealthy people. I love, I absolutely love Uber. I spend two mm-hmm. to $3,000 a people month will go back on it and I hate myself for it. It's I think the it's a price. Menace. It's the price that's going to change. And I think that's an issue. Now it's interesting, yeah, ironic sure. that you were talking about, you know, the da- the damages that that these ride sharing services, because John uh, Zimmer was uh, the guy who was the CEO president. Uh, he talked a lot about sort of the saving of the environment early on when I met him. And he was, Mm -hmm. he kept talking about 80% of the car isn't in use. And it was started in a much more hippie, hippie sort of style, that company. Mm -hmm. And had that, had that, has that reputation and has that, that vibe compared to sort of the death star that was Travis Kalanick at Uber. Um, And so Mm -hmm. it's interesting that, you know, again, lovely guys, much, uh, much less aggressive than Uber was, but you're right. I think they've they've got they they've got a lot of that's a tough business. But, but you 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 are zeroing in on on the thing, and that is if a company has a lot of negative externalities associated mm-hmm. with it as as it relates to society, if yeah. they are resulting, if their workers aren't making enough money, then then it's simple. You tax them and you enforce minimum wage mm-hmm. and employee, not contractor standards. And the and, and Uber goes on to be a great company that's only worth Clorox, not yeah. worth General Motors. So yeah. it can be fixed. It's a great service. And then they'll Uber's, have lots of drivers. Then they'll have lots of drivers ability as long as they, I think they'll be pressured to giving them rights. I think this, uh, that they will have to treat them that way. So costs will go up, but they will also have a bigger pool of drivers. Right, and, uh, and better a smaller. Uh, it'll be a it'll be a smaller, more I would call just business. And okay, that the the what is it? Sixteen thousand people at headquarters now don't make as much money on their stock options. But there's a redistribution of some of that, some of that, yeah, income security to their drivers. And quite frankly, uh, riders should be paying more. So there just needs to be a redistribution yes. of stakeholder value here. Things to come at Uber. I'm sure Dara Khosrowshahi did not think this is what he signed up for. He was already, you know, he thought a very different scenario here. Anyway, we got a listener mail, Scott. You've got, you've got, I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You've got mail. Hi, Kara and Scott. This is Derek from New Zealand. Some countries, such as my own, and others like Australia and Germany, are starting to get this crisis seriously under control, while America doesn't have in place the testing and contact tracing that successful countries say are key to their progress. What would you do to protect the international brand of America after not being able to handle this crisis as well as others? Are there any equivalents to this situation in business? Does America need to pivot? Oh my God, we just got dunked on by New Zealand. What I the know. heck, Derek? That, by the way, <laughs> let me just say it's it's a it's a right. nation of not that big a nation, but Jacinda Ard is five million people, I think. Jacinda Ardern has done like incredible leadership there, and again, it's a smaller country. It's more there's more land and everything else, but nonetheless, they've done a great job, and so has Germany yep. under uh, Angela Merkel, Merkel. who uh, yeah. I would be dating if I could. Um, but uh, that's a twist. I wasn't <laughs> I expecting just that. To add that in there. No, I love. I love okay. Angela Merkel. You love Angela. I love her. Angela. I love Jacinda Ardern. PhD? I love all these lady leaders. I mean, a I think PhD in quantum chemistry. Just, I would love She's to just have. a she, different than our leadership. I will put her leadership. on my new podcast. I will have Angela yeah. on. We will have a ball. You mean we'll drink versus schnapps. Fordham attendee? It will be will versus Fordham attendee Donald Trump. He doesn't talk much about his years at Fordham. <laughs> I would love to have Donald Trump. He'd never. He'd never sit across from me. Anyway, Angela. 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 Will. Um, but here's the deal. Um, yeah. Does American, oh, I love their accents, but they just dunked on us. So what do you think? Scott, if you were in charge of brand U.S., what would you do? 
And and uh, what would you do? How do you rebrand the United States, Mr. Marketing Professor Man? Well, in the short term, it's all about we screwed up, but we're in the seventh or, you know, we don't know if we're in the yeah. second inning or the seventh inning of this pandemic. And regardless, the key to restoring our brand in the short term uh, around, you know, and trying to dial down the gross incompetence. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of things. One, a brand is you want to do your brand image, the positives and negatives, and then say what negatives are getting in the way of us reaching our aspirational right. Um, brand identity. Right now, we have this incredibly negative brand image. That is what we are, and that is we are grossly incompetent. Well, that's not and, really a branding and, and, event, is it? Well, that's my point, but it's part of our image. So in the short term, all we need to do or all we have to do, or all we should be focused on in the short term is dialing down this association of gross incompetence that this administration has levied across a nation of 6% of the people that now has a third of the deaths globally. Mm -hmm. As far as we know, a lot of people, Trumpers will dive into my Twitter and say, well, you don't know the numbers are real. There's just no getting around it. We have fucked this up like seven days and on Sunday. We have to manage the apex of the relapse, whether it's an army of tracers, whether it's more vigilant testing, whether it's being the first to find and distribute a vaccine or a therapy, our chance to pull, you know, a, a semi-dead rabbit out of the hat here will be how we, how well or not well we manage the, the peak or the apex of the relapse. And then long-term, medium-term, there's really, and again, we get a ton of, I'll get a ton of crap for this, and oh, people no. always say to me the same thing on Pivot, stick to business, stay in your lane, the branding event, the branding event for America that re-cements our position as the good guys and the good gals is simple. Biden takes 42 of 50 states in November. Yeah. Everything about uh, the, the brand that has been eroded here that is wonderful about America, and that is empathy, generosity, courage, a comity of man, uh, I've a got lack a good, of stupidity. I've got a good motto. It's, 42 it, of 50 states. How about it's morning in America? It's morning again in America. <laughs> Anyone who's Bring not who's young will not know that's Ronald Reagan's. I have a post that poster this morning, and I thought that was so brilliant at the time I was in college. I was like, "Whoa!" Do you remember that? Yeah, all my friends are total. I, I was I, I was, was close guy, to I was liking Reagan, Reagan, and I did I, you know the stuff he did around the everybody AIDS. liked Reagan. Well, the AIDS crisis like. thing really soured me on him very badly. Yeah, because you know, I was right in the middle of that. But um, I, I that was a great brand. Make America Great Again is so obnoxious, but it's Morning in America was really so effective. It was hopeful. It was, and so was uh, Obama's also. Um, but I, I, people forget that it's morning in America. So it, it, would it be like that? Would, what would be the, what, what is the pivot? What do we say uh, now with a hundred percent less suckage? Like, well, I don't know. I almost think like you could just draft off. Uh, I think you just take the, the MAGA and you just take, uh, you just take make, you just take make, you got to get away you from take, that. Hold on. Hold All on. right. Just take the make and grade it out of it. Just call it America again. Oh, <laughs> just oh, ooh, oh. boom! I just thought of that. Eight, okay. Oh my God, America that's again! Great. <laughs> right? America again. I Scott, that's oh, I can't stand it. How I smart should do this is. for a living. Oh my God, you're really smart. You know, I keep this up. I'm gonna have a show on Vice. <laughs> every time I'm that like, no one can find. Who is that? No one can find. Every time I go, who is this I can't this even cuss lunatic? on Vice. What's the point of being on Vice if you can't, you can't drop that bomb? What? You're not allowed to curse. What? We How cannot make a deal in which we cannot be bleeped. Okay, oh let me God. let's just put that in our contract along curse. with some other stuff. We're going to ask for. Let's ask for stuff. Okay, so America again. America again. You heard it here. 
A-A. Well, what do you think? What do you think we do? Answer the Kiwis. Is Kiwi a racist comment? No, I don't know. I I used to call that Chris Liddell, who now works at the White House, used to be CFO. And he was fine when I used that. What do you think? How do you think we restore the brand America? It's a delicious fruit, by the way. Um, I I think we we pretend it didn't happen, as we are so good at doing. We pretend Mm -hmm. it didn't happen. The pandemic or Trump? Trump, the whole thing. Just yeah, 40, 40 or fifty states. Right, we screwed up. We're correcting our mistake. Right, not we're back. Not uh, America again. I like that. I like that. I'm trying to think, but I think we we just act like it was a terrible nightmare. The nightmare is over, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And mm-hmm. but say the word nightmare. Um, you know, something like time to dream. You know, wake up, wake up from your nightmare. It's time to dream. Something like that. How do you like that? No. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Sure. Not bad. Uh, that that feels like I don't know. How about how about all of us need to be one cell on the hand that bitch slaps that bigoted fucking weirdo? How about no, that? How no, about will that no, go on a bumper sticker? No. Will that go on a bumper no, sticker? No. No. Yeah, I like America anyways. again. I like it. Let's go for it. Hey, Derek from New Zealand, insult us all you want, but we come up with good advertising here. I got to tell you. But hello to Jacinda Ardern. I'd love her to have her on the podcast. Thank you very much. Will you ask her? Thank you. All right. So, Scott, we're going to take one more quick break after that brilliance yeah. from you, and we'll be back for predictions. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Scott, earlier this week, we talked about whether the government should temporarily ban mergers for big companies during the pandemic. It's been discussed in Congress. AOC and uh, and Elizabeth Warren teamed up on a new bill proposing that since we last spoke. Uh, what else should listeners be ahead of the curve on? Predict something, please. I'm going to do a quick prediction before you start, by yeah, the way. So AMC is feuding with Universal Studios, the, the theater uh, chain, uh, and said it would ban uh, their theater release after Universal CEOs, the company plans to release more of its movies straight to streaming. I think Trolls was done. Uh, there's all this anger among theater owners. I feel like theater owners are just going to go there and eventually will own all these, uh, will own all these chains. You know, Disney will own the chain. Um, and I think they're just saying, Full you mean the studios, studios will own their will distribution, own the distribution yeah, right? right? But I think right. it's going to be full steam ahead on these releases and and as yep. people get used to 100%. them. And too bad, AMC. You're going to get bought and it's going to be just one more means of distribution. And I think the government's going to let it happen because there's so many ways to watch movies now. Thank you. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a lot there. And that is, if you look at companies that have added more than $100 billion in, say, a two- or three-year period, they all have one thing in common, and that is they've made extraordinary investments in being vertical, whether it's Apple opening mm-hmm. stores. If you think about Facebook and Google, they, they manufacture, design, and distribute their products. And you, it's only a matter of time before Disney and the major content players that have the capital go vertical. And that is, you're right, they not only acquire... AMC or iPick, they acquire Xbox handsets yep. so they can, or they require a Roku. So going vertical is is key. The other the other thing that's playing out here is that as when I was growing up, my dad's boss had a slightly bigger house, but was in the same neighborhood, mm-hmm. and all of the kids went to the same place because he made 
twice what my dad made. Right. Now the the CEO of a company no longer makes 20 to 30 times the average salary of an employee. They make three to 400 times. So there has been a marketplace shift and adaption uh, or adaptation to uh, the extreme amount of wealth and the variance in the amount of money people have through extreme segmentation. Mm-hmm. And I'll use two examples. Okay. And I'll come back to what I think is going to happen in movie theaters. You used to go to Disneyland and it was... 1995 to get in and then you bought these stupid books of tickets and oh, a yeah. ticket was for lame dumbo ride oh, and an e ticket yes. was for pirates of the Remember caribbean that? and then tickets oh my god you had you to strategize and spend a ton of time thinking about okay does mom get to go on pirates of the caribbean yes. or does she have to go on bear country jamboree which is only a d <laughs> ticket and then slowly but surely as wealth as as people successful people were no longer making making millions, they were making tens of millions or hundreds of millions, they adapted and they said, okay, now we have fast pass. And for an extra 20 or $30, you get to cut the line. And then we had VIP tours where for $5,000, you and eight people not only cut the line, you go in the employee entrance. And if you just give the operator a hand signal, you get to ride it over and over and over yeah. again. So they have segmented the shit out of this product such that they can attract and tap into extremely wealthy people. The same thing is going to happen in movies. And that is within 12 to 24 months, you and me or anybody else are going to be able to watch the next installment of Star Wars for $250 at home seven days before it comes out in the theaters. Because there is a large population of wealthy people who will pay hundreds of dollars to watch the new Minions at home in the comfort of their own home. And the really sad thing about it is this is that one of the things that was a blessing, I mean, a real blessing for me going to uh, University High School in Santa Monica or West LA, is there were kids a lot wealthier than me, and I developed aspiration. It's like, okay, that kid's going to Stanford. Mm-hmm. He's smarter and harder working than me, but he's not much smarter and harder working than me. Maybe I could go to a good college. And then there were kids a lot less fortunate than me, and I remember developing a sense of kind of empathy for them. And when we take the segmentation of our society and put everyone in their own weight class, it reduces a level of aspiration and confidence to the upside and reduces a level of empathy to the downside. And what are we doing now? We're going to take everyone out of movie theater. People, income and demographic segments used to mix at movie theaters and now they're not going to the rich people are going to watch it at home no i think there's gonna be movie theaters and i would love disney to run a movie theater because it would be a nice experience like alamo you will not go back to a regular movie theater you'll go that's it that's segmentation you're wrong you'll go to draft house or i pick you won't go to a regular movie theater no but i will go to movie theaters if they were even slightly nicer there has been no innovation in movie theater they're still skanky since i was a kid well that's it i pick yeah I, I, pick, I like. It, I go to Alamo Draft House. I actively go there. I actively. They're segmenting. Yeah. They're going. Okay, you're not rich. You go to a place with sticky floors. Yeah, but and, it's not that much pay, a, a price difference. I'll tell you that the, the difference in ticket price at Alamo Draft is just you can eat there. Oh, it, it, the price difference uh, is not. Oh that. my gosh, you're such a New York Times it's podcast not. elitist. <laughs> People not. can't. Ninety-five percent of America not cannot go to afford to go to IPIC. Uh, That's it's twenty-five bucks a seat. I, I. It is not at Alamo Draft House, but. It's the food that they make the money on, I suspect. Um, it's less... Um, I'm just saying ticket prices... Oh, movie the dog ticket, loves taking his kids to take, a kids show and getting drunk. They can take the prices down They and make a great... Right. Disney... Let me just say, as I know you haven't been on a Disney cruise, and I, Kara Swisher, have, let me just say. Um, what did you think of it? I'm kind of interested. It was... It, it, I, I was trying to get Bob Iger to come to something, and he said I had to go on a cruise in order to do it. I, I paid for it myself. I went... 
I have to say, I thought it was flawless. I hated every minute of it, but it was flawless. The experience Your was kids love it? And, yes. And by the way, they had tiered people, had better rooms, had less better rooms. That's yeah, a Titanic. Right, exactly. But the rooms that the less better people were great. The food yeah. was was fine. It wasn't great, but it was good. And I yeah. have to say, one thing they did, everybody got soft serve all the time. It just yeah. was, even though I just was like dying inside, I could not deny the quality of it. I went to their like no, crazy. I want to do Disney. It was, I'm past that was, though. I'm more about, I want to go on a virgin cruise because I think I'll maybe get, have my first threesome with a bunch of hairdressers. No, that's, that's, that's how I imagine a virgin is, cruise. Isn't that you imagine no, a virgin cruise? I, no. <laughs> hairdressers and the dog mixing it up a little bit. Why would you, why would hairdressers talk to you? Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, all right. Hurts. So is that your prediction? That what is your prediction? I, I consider that. Oh, okay. So I got a bunch. All right. So all right. Amazon, quick, quick, quick. and this is dangerous. Amazon becomes the second most valuable company yep. in the world this afternoon. Yep. Zoom, Zoom. we predicted last week, was going to go down to 100 bucks. It's already dropped from 170 to, I think, 130 Well, that was because of the Facebook, Google stuff, yeah. Um, and you're going to see, um, you're going to see an absolute, we're going to see big tech go from 24% of the S&P by the end of the year to 28 to 30 as the market wakes up yep. from its consensual hallucination and absolutely throws up and tests new lows in the next 90 days. But anyways, my real prediction is today, post earnings, Amazon becomes the second most valuable company All in right. the world. That's a good one. That's important. And then we will see what they will do with that power. And Jeff Bezos has made a lot of money in the past couple of months. I'll tell you that. What is he going to do with it? He's going to Mars, apparently. Yeah, no, he's he's doing what he should be doing. He's not going Anyways. to a movie theater. I'll tell you, you know that. No, no. He could buy. He could. He could. I was thinking about. It. He could buy Paramount Pictures. He could or Paramount. Who owns Paramount? Viacom. Mm -hmm. Is that Viacom? I think it's Viacom. He could buy Ferrari. Ferrari's twenty four billion dollars. That would be a baller move to buy Ferrari what? in the midst of a midlife crisis. Why? That's insane. Because he can. That's even a. Because that's a lift for him. That's a lift for him. Twenty four oh, million. That'd be awesome. To own a car company. Million? Would you do that if you were him? Uh, of course would you I would. Do that if I were him. Of course you would. I don't know. Right. I can't. Even I'm going to ask you a final question him. before we go. What would yeah. you buy if you had le Jeff Bezos level one thing? What would you buy? Fox News and shut that shit down. Oh, I like it. Together we would do that. That's exactly what I would do. Actually, you couldn't do it because something else would just reemerge. Oh, yeah, everyone's saying Bloomberg should buy it. But oh, another prediction uh -huh. here. I'm sorry. Uh, Sonos is going to be acquired. Oh. Okay. The home, the home is going to increase in importance for all of us with <laughs> distancing and with work from home. And we're going to invest more in our homes. And the number, the most undervalued brand in the home that collides technology with leisure and entertainment is Sonos. I love Sonos. I have, I have them. And it's got great MPS scores. It's yep. got a great CEO there. It, there and right and now it's a billion bucks. And their founder is great. We, 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 yeah. we had Sonos at, at one of our All Things D conferences early on to debut them. And it, it's been interesting. They were also... Can I tell a very quick story here? Yeah. They came to our All Things D conference, and we used to have a room we called the Science Fair where sponsors used to show off their stuff. And they were showing off their first, their first thing had a little box with a wheel on it, if you remember, mm -hmm. the, 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 mm. the thing that controlled the Sonos device. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember And that. we had Steve Jobs that year. And so we were walking, he wanted to see the Science Fair. So Walt Mossberg and I were walking him around um, and the John Earnhardt, I think that was the C the founder, the CEO, um, was there, and he was he was a Steve Jobs fan, like you could not believe. Just one of those, just like I love Steve Jobs, he's my god. And Steve Jobs zeroed in on the Sonos display, and he walked over to the guy, and the guy's like, "Oh my god, I get to meet Steve Jobs." Steve Jobs pointed a finger at him, and he goes, "I'm gonna sue you. You have copied <laughs> the uh, the iPhone, the uh, the iPod with this, the wheel. That is our wheel." He started like, he, he, "I'm gonna sue you." you Jack, he was like amazing. And and he was a sponsor of ours. 
and uh, and he walked away. And and I was like, thank you for sponsoring all things digital. And he was yeah. thrilled to be screamed at by Steve Jobs, but it was a really interesting moment. Yeah, Patrick Spence is the CEO there now. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah. It's a company that Jobs. doesn't, It's. I mean, if you think about it, yeah. what other company has that kind of technology great, great, in the right. home with a billion dollar market cap? Great. I mean, You're right. a, a, uh, somebody's going to acquire it. Okay. it, might, it and be a, it might be a strange one. It might be like a Samsung or something right. like that. Okay, I like that. But Scott, that this, is, they're this out. is so full of information, this particular pivot, which just goes to show we are here for the long run. We are going to keep making these fantastic insights. We're keep We've gotten a lot of really nice tweets about people who were lifting their spirits in this time of woe. And I, Oh, yeah, what a thrill. You're welcome. You, you know what? You're welcome. You know what? We are. Oh, so God. just accept. Accept the love that is given to you by our fans. Anyway, Scott, it's time to get out of here. Don't forget, yeah. if there's a story in the news and you're curious about it and want to hear our opinion on, email us at pivot at voxmedia.com to be featured on the show and vote for Pivot for the Webby Awards Best Business Podcast. We want to beat Reed Hoffman. And if Masters of Scale wins, I'm not going to be happy about the situation. Anyway, Scott, read us out. Today's episode was produced by Rebecca Sinanis. Our executive producer is Erica Anderson. Special thanks to Drew Burrows and Rebecca Castro. If you like what you heard, please hit the subscribe button or download wherever you find your podcast. Join us at the beginning of next week. It feels almost borderline optimistic, Kara. Uh-huh. We hope some of that optimism is creeping back into everyone's life. I Stay safe so. and we'll speak, speak to you uh, next week. Bye.